Welcome to a brand new episode of the Bold Take Podcast, podcast where we make bold picks, nowhere close to being right, but we do it anyway, and we are back from our two weeks off. We got we got most of our school stuff back together, and so now it is time to do the greatest thing that you can do when it comes to football, season preview, season's coming back, it's it's all coming back. Absolutely, it is, it is time. It, uh, it. I, I've been waiting for this for a long time. Good to be back also. Yeah. Uh, felt a little weird not doing these uh, the last two weeks, but now I've got everything solidified. Should be able to get it back to that weekly basis. Yes. Now, next week we plan to do our NFL NFL season preview with most likely Grant McNew will be joining us. But for this week, there's only college football games on, so we thought – why not? Why don't we just split them up? And let's do a college football season preview. So we're going to open it up first, talking about obviously our favorite teams. Uh, if in case you didn't know, I am a Razorback fan, loud and proud. Uh, hopefully, get six wins. Uh, and this man across from me, uh, I believe it's it's two, or yeah. is it or is it primarily more one than the other? Uh, football season, it's more Notre Dame. Yeah, but I do still uh, keep. Uh, in the loop on Illinois, beat, uh, best team in the nation yeah. right now. Um, number one, one to know. Nobody <laughs> else has one win. Yeah. So um, let's. Well, I want to get your perspective on. Well, you can do specifically Notre Dame, and if you want to add in Illinois, you're free to about about your teams and what you hope for this year. Um. Well, what I'm hoping for out of Notre Dame is another solid year, finishing in the top ten, uh, in the AP poll at least, yeah. at the end of the year. Um, I think that we've got a solid enough team to make another playoff run. I don't think that's out of the question. I think you're foolish if you think that we couldn't go back to the playoffs. Um, but I will be interested to see how Jack Cohn fits into the offense now, transferring over from Wisconsin uh, after Ian Book departed after five years at Notre Dame um, and was drafted by the New Orleans Saints. So I'll be Looking interesting in that QB battle there, um, since we know Taysom Hill's out of the picture now. Uh, be the backup, maybe. Ready for Ian Book to come through and be the starter. <laughs> so, uh, I, I'm, I will be interested to see how Jack Cohn uh, plays, and I'll be excited to see us play Florida State, even though Florida State is a worthless college and university now, and they do not have the same kind of athletics Sounds in football. Right that they used to basketball still breathing well yeah. um but football they're nothing and so if we lose to florida state then i will stop watching college football for the rest no i'm just <laughs> kidding um but we should beat florida state but it's just going to be interesting to see how jack cone fits in that offense i'm ready to see kyron williams come back uh our starting running back last year he was good i don't think he got enough credit for how well he played last year. I, I Last few years, I haven't felt like Notre Dame running backs have gotten the respect they deserve. Dexter Williams being another guy that I really liked. Um, and so I'm hoping that we see you know him take another step. And then obviously the guy that everybody's talking about at Notre Dame, Kyle Hamilton, yeah. probably the best safety in college football. Jalen Catalan from Arkansas says otherwise. <laughs> one of the best defensive prospects headed into next year's yeah. draft. And so looking for Kyle Hamilton to keep making a uh, great forward progress. And hopefully he comes back next season 
as a senior and doesn't <laughs> leave us for the draft. But I really am excited for Notre Dame. Uh, again, I think that we can be make a, have another strong run this season. I won't necessarily be super upset if we don't make the playoff. Um, but just as long as we have a good year, that's going to draw us in, hopefully, our next QB of the future that we'll have for two or three years. Um, or we become Oklahoma and just have transfer quarterbacks over and over again. But just something that keeps our quarterback position stable. Yeah. And then uh, with Illinois, um, it'll be interesting to see how Brett Bielema uh, handles the uh, limelight of head coaching again. Um, didn't look too shabby in his Illinois debut. They did get the win. They are the number one team in college football <laughs> right now. Um, no bias, no lies. There, Fresno State's pretty close behind them right now. They're one and zero. They have beat the best competition. They're the best team in the Big Ten right now. Um, and Nebraska is the worst team in college football right now. So they are zero and one, bottom of the list, and yeah. so. Uh, I don't know. All jokes aside, I'd like to see Bielema have a good year, a return to greatness in the Big Ten. Um, a lot of people, especially around here, forget that Brett Bielema was a fantastic coach when he was at Wisconsin. He did not deliver the same for Arkansas, but it's fair to say that the Big Ten isn't necessarily as deep with powerhouses. Yeah as when you're facing Florida, Alabama, Auburn, LSU, uh, Georgia every, every single, single year. year. Um, you know, you've got Ohio State, Michigan, and Michigan State was pretty good for a, a time, well, especially when Bielema was there. They were really yeah. good when Bielema was at Wisconsin. Um, and then Wisconsin was another one of your big teams in there, but uh, just wasn't the same level. And so it'll be interesting to see how he handles – Coming back to the Big Ten, a program that has a lot less recruiting success. Um, you know, they're not drawing in Melvin Gordon like he did when he was at Wisconsin. Yeah. Um, so it'll be interesting to see uh, how he handles there and interesting to see if our starting quarterback comes back. I don't know if you caught yeah, the yeah, game. Yeah, he got injured. But he got injured on the first drive of yeah. the game. And so the backup came in and got the job done. Sikowski. He didn't yeah. look too bad, though. He didn't look um, too bad. It'll be interesting to see what happens there. That's a curveball to start the season off with. But uh, I, I'm excited. I'm just happy to see college football back. I'm saying Sikowski, former Rutgers QB, he's not, not, not bad. Terrible. He's not terrible. He's not. But, yeah, so now it's time for the main the main preview. I'm, I'm kidding. I mean, no no disrespect to, to Notre, Notre Shame. I mean, Notre Dame, sorry. Uh, <laughs> but wow. – uh, Okay, hey, listen, it's it's just a prank, bro. <laughs> but uh, we're gonna check. I'm gonna do my little prediction for Arkansas football. Now, the one positive, we kept Barry Odom when he was rumored to go to Texas this all season. I was really worried he was gonna go. I'm not gonna lie, but uh, forget you, Texas. You 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 stay away from our coordinators. He stayed here. Whole staff's back. We got 17 starters coming back from last year. I know what you're now. I know what you're thinking. You won three games last year. What's the big deal with 17 stars coming back? Well, you you got to remember what happened the last few years before that. So last year yeah. felt like, honestly, like we just won the SEC in most of those games. And honestly, we should have won two more games at that. So 
Should have beat Auburn. Should have. Should have beat Auburn. Um, you know, I'm starting to come a little more into Arkansas fandom yes. around here. But yes. uh, even prior to that, that was a fumble. Yes, exactly. Um, that was a bad call. I hope each and every one of those individuals is never allowed to call an SEC game again. <laughs> Um, because you really ruin the integrity of the sport when you miss that call that bad and you go back into the replay and you still don't get it right. I was going to say, I've never seen Arkansas so much on ESPN from that game since, since you know, like whenever Bielmo was there eating yeah. that fake punt mishap against North Texas. I don't even want to think about that. But uh, well, I want to talk about K.J. Jefferson, the brand-new QB. How Again. he does, I'm really excited to see how he plays. And also, I think he'll fit a lot better in Kendall Bryles' system than Felipe did. But Felipe is still very good. Uh, Falcons backup QB. Yeah. You know, so the future. the Literally the future. It could be Ian Book versus Felipe Franks in that NFC South. So. In a couple years. <laughs> it will be. It will be. But uh, I'm very excited to see how he does. I'm also excited to see how Traywan Smith takes over was the backup running back for most of last year. And then when Rakeem Boyd left to go prepare for the draft, which he didn't get drafted. Yeah, that didn't um, go too well. Yeah. Uh, Traylon did very well for us, specifically that Auburn game. He did really well. I'm excited to see how he does. And then, I mean, come on. Traylon Burks, number one receiver in the SEC. Number wow. One, number one receiver maybe in the whole country. So, and he's got, barring, you know, him having a terrible year, which won't happen because he's the best receiver. Um He's going to be the first wide receiver to go off the board in the NFL draft. So Wow, wow, wow. Yeah, wow. hey, listen, you got to be bold on here. Why You're, else do you think we named it the bold take? That's fair. Uh, that is bold. First yeah. receiver off the board. Yeah. Also, our whole starting offensive line is coming back from last year, which is another helpful thing, and it's all sponsored by a barbecue place now, which is another huge win. And then on the defense, you know, we have lots of depth in the secondary, the number one safety over – uh, your guy, uh, Jalen Catalan, uh, Greg Brooks Jr., Hudson Clark, Monteric Brown, Ladarius Bishop. We got a really good secondary. And then linebackers, Grant Morgan's coming back, Bumper Pool. The defensive line's what's got to be good for us. We didn't get a lot of pressure on the QB. That was our biggest problem last year on defense. So Eric Gregory, Matteo Soli, Isaiah Nichols, Zach Williams, Dorian Gerald, they all got to step up and create pressure. So absolutely, if they do that, then this could be a good year. But honestly, this is this is my official prediction for the Razorbacks record. Oh boy. Seven and five. Seven and five. Seven and five season for the Razorbacks. A crisp Bielema season right Again, here in when, Arkansas. When you look at what's been the years before that, any I know any fan in the state of Arkansas will take that as a huge W. Fair enough. Uh, so yeah, I'm ready for the some Razorback football. Just just don't 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 like hurt me. Okay, just don't be like the Chad Morshears, and we will be just fine. So the next part we want to go into, we talked about our favorite teams. I want to ask you, Austin, what is the one team this year besides Notre Dame and Illinois that you're looking forward to watching this year? Forget about your favorite. What's another team you look forward to? Uh, a team I've actually really been keeping an eye on the last couple of years. Uh, there you got a really special quarterback project going on, or not project, prospect going on. Um, and he has been a top five quarterback each of the two years, the previous two years he's played. Um, and that's North Carolina with Sam Howell. Um, he really caught my eye 
in his first big game at North Carolina his freshman year. Against um, Clemson, I believe, right? Yeah, and he was fantastic his freshman year. Hard to think he could do even better. And then he was better in his sophomore year. And so, you know, he's he's looking like he could be the first quarterback off the board um, in this upcoming draft, could be the first overall pick. Um, depends on who's up there right now. Obviously, we don't know who's going to be up at number one. Season hasn't even started yet. Yeah. So. Um, but he's looking like he's going to be a top pick in this draft. And I thoroughly enjoy watching Sam Howell play basketball, or football, not basketball. <laughs> Um, he, he's a fun guy to watch. And I think that North Carolina team has got a lot to prove this year and they're going to come out and make some noise. Yeah. I a hundred percent agree with that. Mac Brown's done terrific job, uh, doing at North Carolina, my team that I'm really looking forward to seeing just because of what they've been building on year after year after year. That's Iowa state. I'm really intrigued to see how they do Fair enough. what Mac Campbell's been doing there. The fact that he is not left for any other job is what has amazed me the most. Because normally if you do a job like that at Iowa State, coaches from uh, schools are going to come calling. I heard even some NFL teams were interviewing him yeah. for jobs. So what he's done there is terrific. He's got almost his entire team back from last year that was just one, that was like 30 yards away from winning the Big 12 title and was ranked sixth in the country and maybe would have gone on to play in the playoff maybe. So I'm thinking this could be their year, and honestly, it better be their year because Brock Purdy's gone. Lots of seniors are gone. Brees Hall gone. Yeah, Brees Hall. He's a junior, but you know, because of last year, you know most likely he'll be gone to the yeah, draft. if he has a good year, he's the first running back off the board. Yeah. So this is a make-or-break-it year for Iowa State. And if they, and I think that they'll, they should be able to make it big. Big time. Big time. So next up uh, on here, I want to talk about a non Power five teams, you know, before we get into talking about the power five teams, what's a non power five team you think that has a chance to make some noise this year? Um, I think really it's a team that maybe probably should have been in the playoff over Notre Dame. That was my opinion uh, on the matter. Uh, And that's Cincinnati. Um, They were really good last year. And I don't think that they're just done all out like that and so i think that there's a chance that they could build on last year's success if they in all reality have an undefeated season this year and you have the big 12 bad like it was last year you have the pac 12 out like it was last year you probably have and you have notre dame probably lose a game then you probably have nothing to worry about if you're Cincinnati. You go undefeated, the Big 12 and the Pac-12 stay bad, then that's SEC, ACC, Big 10 are in, and you don't have to worry about Notre Dame getting in if they lose a game because they won't be in a conference. I 100% agree with Cincinnati. I think they're going to be really good, and also they have the type of schedule with those uh, non-Power 5 teams. you got to play Power 5 teams to get in In, at Indiana and then – Face your Notre Dame team the next week in South Bend, which if y'all win until they play and they win until they play, that could be a top 10 matchup. That that may be college game day. Yeah, maybe. May so, and if they're able to get out of both of those games with a win and then they roll through the American, I seriously don't know how you don't put them in the playoff. It would, yeah. I would be really mad 
at the playoff if they don't get in and they go undefeated. Now, if they lose yeah. a game, let's face it, if you're not non-Power 5 and you lose a game, you don't got a shot. Yeah, you don't got a shot. Uh, if I will say if there's one other team besides Cincinnati is Louisiana Lafayette, and that's solely because I want to say Coastal, but they don't have the type of schedule that I think they could yeah. make a run. Louisiana's got Texas week one. And that could cause make a lot of noise. Now that's the only one on their schedule, so I don't know if they'll be able to get into the playoffs. Yeah, but I think they could still make some noise early in the season. Absolutely. So next up, we're going to do our predictions for the greatest trophy in all college sports, the Heisman Trophy. Who will join the fraternity of all those great members in that house? Who you got winning it this year? Um. I've got a couple thoughts that I've been thinking on. Um, and I really want to say Brees Hall. Um, I like Brees Hall. I think he is going to have a phenomenal season. But I think two years ago when Chuba Hubbard was insane, he was so good. He was. Um, he didn't get a shot at the Heisman. No. Um, and so I think that just being a running back, it's so much harder in this day and age in football to win the Heisman. I would really like to see Brees Hall do it, but I, I just don't think it's made to work that way. I believe Derrick Henry was the last yeah. one to win it. So it's been a while. Um, I, I don't think it's just uh, going to be made to happen that way again. It's really become a quarterback's award. Um, and so, uh, obviously, Devontae Smith won it last year, though, could open the door for a guy like Chris Olave to do it. But my favorite, and I think the guy that probably will end up getting it done, barring a t just a horrendous season, is Sam Howell. Yeah. And I already talked enough about Sam Howell. Uh, honestly, you talked about the two that I was considering for it, too. <laughs> Sam Howell, I'm telling you, he if he has a year like he did in the past, he's going to be number yeah. one pick, barring, you know, the new Clemson or Alabama or Ohio State QBs being yeah. uh, uh, like unbelievable. He he should be the number one QB off off the board in the draft. And then Brees Hall, like you said, coming off a terrific year last year. But like I said, it's a QB award mostly now, except for Devontae winning it last year. But yeah, uh, if I'm going to be honest, I would probably say Sam Howell too, but I'll say another one just because you said both of my guys. Yeah. Uh, obviously there's the one that a lot of people are really interested in Spencer Rattler second year at Oklahoma look did not look good the first half of the season last no. year but no. the second half looked a lot better Oklahoma looked a lot better so maybe he can pull it off but if I'm being honest yeah I think Sam Howell's gonna win it too yeah so now let us jump into our conference predictions we're only gonna do the power five because we don't have enough time to be talking about every single conference that, that would go on for a while. So let's start with the all Clemson. I mean, Atlanta Coast Conference, uh, the ACC. Who do you got coming winning the ACC? Uh, write me down here. Oh, write you down. Hold on, let me get let me get it ready. <laughs> the University of North Carolina. Oh wow. Okay. Okay. UNC, UNC. Let's go UNC. I'm going to assume Mark, part of that's due to Sam Howell. I'm going to assume that in their offense. Okay, a shocker right away. Shocker right away. Got to get bold. Got to get bold on this show. 
Uh, I am going to get bold with some of the picks, but but not this one. There's a reason why I made the joke for the All-Clemson Conference. There's a reason for that. I think they're going to play North Carolina in the ACC Championship. That for seems sure. like inevitable. I- inevitable that that's going to happen, especially with Notre Dame gone yeah. uh, out of the ACC this year. So, yeah, 100% I think they're going to play, but I just I think Clemson's going to get on. I think, I think that even if they somehow are to lose the first game of the year, they're going to be able to get all the way through. They're going to bounce back. TJ, uh, ukulele is what I'm going to call him. That's not how you pronounce his name, but that's what I'm calling him. So uh, how he does, I think he'll get better as the year goes on, and I think that Clemson's will barely be North Carolina. I think it'll be a really good yeah. game, but I'm going I'm to have to go with North Carolina to lose you thought <laughs> uh next up the big 10 multiple teams from here could be interesting uh what do you see happening here man oh big 10 oh do we i don't even know who ohio state's quarterback is that uh, is not good i believe it is cj stroud who yes they... it is cj stroud yeah. that's right the freshman um that's well at least i know who their quarterback is because uh, that was bad i could not think i don't know i'd be shocked if ohio state didn't find a way to win the big 10 they usually do um michigan could give them a run for their money but john doesn't know how to beat ohio state and, Fair point. and he'll probably get fired at through yeah this year. well you know i've said that since he got hired yeah. but that hasn't <laughs> happened yet i don't know if big blue has it in their heart to to fire him yeah uh i think that that would it might, it might take like a losing season for them to even consider yeah. it uh it doesn't matter how many times he loses to ohio state these wins enough yeah um, the amount of money he brings in. yeah so i i just say ohio state is a safe bet this is the conference that i think i know the least about right now <laughs> okay i said i was going to get bold on my picks okay. and this is where i get bold on my picks now ohio state there's a lot of new pieces for their offense. CJ sure. Stroud, new QB, Master Teague, the third, taking over at running back. He he's gonna have to be the he's gonna have to carry on offense, I think, for them to be really good. But also their defense. Whew, it was it wasn't it wasn't that good last year, specifically their pass defense. You saw it get torched in the national championship. Now, yes. granted, that was against Devontae Smith, but still in other games, their pass defense wasn't really that good. So uh, then I look over at the Wisconsin Badgers. Okay. Number one defense, I think, in the country, I think, is going to be this year. They're going to have a lot of guys coming back. Graham uh, Mertz, I think is how you pronounce his name, uh, coming off a pretty good freshman year. For sure. Uh, still a lot of new pieces on their offense. But if I had to choose, inexperienced QB versus some, one that played at least last year. Not great defense against really good defense. Give me Wisconsin to win the Big okay, Ten. Give okay. me the Badgers. Uh, also for Brett Bielma. <laughs> Former. All right. So next up, we have the conference that will soon no longer exist in the Power Five, which is the Big 12. We'll probably be gone after at least two years. Don't forget my prediction. Yeah. Texas and Oklahoma will be gone in at least two years. Uh, who do you see winning the Big 12? Um, I... I'm not going to say Oklahoma because Ooh. I do not feel pressure to say Oklahoma after they lost two games last year. Yeah. Uh, I don't dislike Spencer Rattler. I would like for him to be very good. 
and he did settle down last year, but pressure seems to bother him. Um, and, uh, I mean, it's easy for everybody in the no defense conference to just blitz you because they're Pretty not much. worried about stopping you from yeah. scoring a touchdown. That's not how the big 12 operates. Yeah. Um, my big old bold take right here is that Iowa state wins the big 12. Yeah. Big 12. Iowa state. Okay. I a hundred percent agree with you. I'm glad I, we, we both agree on it. Uh, I just thought I'd, I'd end some stuff. Obviously, Brock Purdy. We know yeah. how good it'll be. Brees Hall had 1,500 yards rushing, 21 touchdowns last year. Another piece – now, on, they're like – like, when I look at their roster, it's not – it's like most complete roster, arguably, in the yeah. whole country. Linebacker Mike Rose uh, was last year's Big 12 Defensive Player of the Year, which I guess says, kind of says something yeah. for the Big 12. And then you got uh, Willie McDonald – Who's coming off a ten and a half sack a year last year? So they're like complete on both sides. So like I would be totally shocked if it's not them in Oklahoma. Yeah. But I think considering Oklahoma just barely got them last year, I'm gonna go with Iowa State for sure. So next up we have the arguably maybe maybe wants to pack maybe wants to. Big 12 gets rid of they'll move up a spot, but the, arguably the worst Power Five conference. The Pac-12. Uh, I don't even know. I mean, not not a lot of intrigue really this year. I mean, maybe Oregon and USC yeah. to maybe compete for the playoff, but really not. So, uh, who do you see winning the Pac-12? Oh man, I don't. I really don't even know. <laughs> I might know less about them than I did the Big Ten. Uh, I can name one player that plays in that conference. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Give me Oregon. They're going to have a good defense. I know that much because I have Kevon Thibodeau. If you can't be good with that guy yeah. on your defense, then I don't know. I, I think they'll win it. I don't think that the Big 12 will have any relevance this year. Yeah. You or the Pac-12. Pac-12. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think that they'll have any relevance this year. No. They didn't last year. I would like to see Oregon be good. I'd like to see some of those. Uh, I'd like to see some of those schools like UCLA, USC, Stanford yeah. have a revival. Um, but I don't know if that's going to happen anytime soon. Yeah. Mine, you know what? I don't know a lot about the Pac-12 either. <laughs> so I'm going to go with a bold one that I've heard at least some bit about. I'm going with Arizona State to win the Pac-12. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, Jaden Daniels, third year's QB there. I think he'll be good. I've heard that their defense is supposed to look really good and be the number one defense in the Pac-12 this year. And then... I've also it's Herm Edwards, who's a great experienced coach. So, you know what? It's like you said, I don't know a lot about the Pac twelve. Yeah. Give me Arizona State. Why okay. not go big? And the last conference, arguably the best conference, the SEC, home of Georgia, Alabama, Florida, LSU. I could go on and on about the teams. You know, so who do you got winning? The SEC this year, Oof, man. Um, there's a lot of good teams in the SEC. Oh boy, I'd be shocked if Alabama didn't win it. I know they have the new QB, the new running back, the new receivers. It's kind of like a total revamp out there in Alabama, but it almost is every like two years. It's like, 
a brand new team. Pretty much. So And they still have success. Yeah, so I'm going to say Alabama. It's not what I want to see, just like with Ohio State. But I don't know. I just don't have the uh, – just coming from the preseason, I don't have any insider knowledge here. So I can't say that I know these guys are going to be super good. So – I'll go Alabama, and uh, they'll yeah, safe. they'll probably just win every game like they always do. Pro- probably. I'm gonna go a different direction though. Okay. Uh, it's I think Bama's gonna win the West. That's a conclusion, barring LSU returning to two years ago form. Yeah. Or Auburn pulling out some miracle with their new head coach, who I still don't think why I still don't think they should have fired Malzahn. But uh, I'm gonna go. With the Georgia Bulldogs. Okay. I think Georgia, this is the year for Kirby Smart. He has been year after year getting so, so close. He's no doubt been the best uh, saving assistant to become a head coach somewhere. So, I mean, they're going to have JT Daniels. That's my key thing. 4 yeah. knows a starter last year. Looked really, really good. Their offense is going to be loaded with experience, and they're going to be loaded with talent. The defense, they should be really good on the defensive line, and the linebackers should be good at stopping the run. Mm -hmm. Their secondary, though, is going to be a little young. So that that could cause some issues early in the season. But if you're getting enough pressure on the QB with your defensive line and your linebackers, it don't matter how good your secondary is if you can get pressure on them. Absolutely. Bama, Georgia, mean the SEC title game. But this time, this time, Georgia gets it done and beats Bama to win the SEC. So now, let's get your official playoff predictions. Who are your four teams making it to the playoff? And then, dare I say, we get your national champion from that. Um, well, I think it's going to be Alabama, Ohio State, North Carolina, Notre Dame. Oh. Uh... I don't know. Notre Dame's schedule doesn't look that scary to me. It's ACC again. That's part of our agreement with the ACC. We play an ACC type schedule, and I'm not really scared of any of the teams outside of the ACC that we play right now. Um, you know, I'm sure we'll lose some games, and then we probably won't make the playoffs. It happens, but as of right now, I'm confident Jack Cohn was a good quarterback at Wisconsin. Graham Mertz really did step up and take his job, but that helped us out because we got a veteran quarterback in the <laughs> yeah. process. Um, so I think that uh, I'm going to sit with Notre Dame making it, but I think uh, probably – Sam Howell and North Carolina are going to do it. Oh, uh, wow. I've been talking wow. a lot about North Carolina this entire episode. I feel like it's only right that I say right here, right now, North Carolina wow. is going to be the greatest college football team in the history of college football. <laughs> I like North Carolina <laughs> to win it all. Okay. Okay. It's very, very bold. Very, very bold. Uh, My top four at number one. I got Georgia. Number two, I've got Clemson. I think they're going to get back. Number three, I got Oklahoma. And in number four, there's going to be two Big 12 teams in the playoff. I'm going with Iowa State. Wow. I'm going with Iowa State. I know – here's my reasoning behind it. I think what's going to happen will be Bama and Georgia are going to be in the SEC title game. 
and then Ohio, uh, Oklahoma and Iowa State will meet in the Big 12. And Ohio State and Wisconsin will meet in the Big 10. If Wisconsin and Georgia both pull it off, that could knock Ohio State and Bama back. And I think Iowa State can beat Oklahoma in the championship, which maybe drops Oklahoma down a few spots. But then they'll recognize that they lost to Iowa State, so they'll barely move down like a spot or two. Yeah. And Iowa State comes in at the last second. And I think as much as I want to be bold like you and uh, pick Iowa State to, to win it all, I'm going to play it safe and go with Georgia and Oklahoma meeting. And I'm going to go with the Georgia Bulldogs to win the national championship. Fair enough. So that is our playoff predictions. It is now time for a new – this is new because we didn't do the podcast during football season when Austin uh, joined me. It is our game picks. Now, primarily what we're going to do with our game picks is once NFL and college start at the same time, we'll do the top three games for each week. We'll pick that and we'll keep you know, an eye on our records. And the person that has the worst record, you, the listeners, you, about the average of about 15, 14, 15 people, you get to choose the forfeit for the loser. Comment either on our Twitter, on our post whenever we post this, or on the Instagram. Comment a a don't be crazy with your punishment, but like give us a reasonable punishment for the other one. And you know if it if we both agree to it, well we we just might do it. Fair enough. So let's dive into the first game on here that I think will be interesting. Nineteenth ranked Penn State traveling to take on twelfth ranked Wisconsin. Who do you got for that one? Oh boy, goodness! It's a that's an early, another early Big Ten matchup. It's a big noon kickoff. <laughs> right out of the gates, no cupcakes for either of these guys. Right out of the gates, they're gonna go right for each other. Um, we talked about Wisconsin and how good they were. Um, James Franklin's still the coach at Penn State. Yes, he uh, is. He's been. Although like, a lot of people felt he should have been fired after last year. Last year was like his first bad year yeah, at Penn exactly. State. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. But a lot of people um, did not like what happened yeah. last year. Uh, I don't even think you can count what happened last year. It's a Fair short point. COVID Fair season. Um, so, I, I don't know. I think James Franklin's a good coach. I think it's going to be a good game. Uh, give me Penn State for fun. Oh, Penn State. <laughs> Penn State going on the road and beating Wisconsin. Okay. Uh, I was hyping up Wisconsin, so I'm going to make it safe for my pick. I'm going to say I think it'll be a really good game. Yeah. It's, a, uh, it's the Big Ten. You know, it'll be a physical matchup, really solid game, and there'll be fans in there, and they're going to do jump around in the Wisconsin stadium, and they're going to – I think they go on to win by 10 points. Give me, okay. give me Wisconsin. Okay. The next up is one number one Alabama with taking on 14th-ranked Miami. This game is going to be in – Georgia, I believe. It's either going to be in Georgia. I don't remember. It's a neutral site location uh, or something like that. I don't know. So, uh, who do you got between Bama and Miami? Oh, Bama and Miami. Um, I don't know. Go ahead and give me Miami. I'm, hey! <laughs> I'm here for the underdogs, this one. So, yeah. give me Miami okay. for the fun. Miami. All right, Miami. And you are not alone. I am also going to go with Miami. I'm saying that solely because Alabama's got to figure out their offense week one with all the new pieces. Miami's defense may not have been great last year, but 
Manny Diaz, who's their head coach, is taking back over defensive play calling. And you remember when he was the defensive coordinator, the defense was really aggressive, got a lot of turnovers. The turnover chain became yep. a thing. So, uh, you know what? I think with Alabama still trying to figure things out, get, give me Miami to give me Miami to beat them. Give me the – and also De'Eric King yeah. back. He'll make some plays, no doubt. So, yeah. Give me Miami. Uh, next up, we have 17th-ranked Indiana versus 18th-ranked Iowa. Another top 20 matchup in the Big Ten. This one's going to be played at Iowa. Who you got in that one? Oh, boy. Um, Give me Indiana. They were pretty good last year. Yeah. So, uh, And they were – what they only slowed down because their quarterback got hurt, right? Yeah, Isn't yeah, that, he got he the... got hurt. I think like like maybe near the end of the season. Was yeah, the the year, but they almost beat Ohio State last year. So give me Indiana. I like the way they looked last Indiana. year. Indiana. All right, I am also gonna pick Indiana for, but solely for an entirely different reason. Iowa and Iowa State are trying to get game day for week two, and so I need Iowa to lose. So I'm going with Indiana. In hopes so that way they drop, and that brings uh, Arkansas and Texas radar up. So uh, yeah, give me Indiana, but also it should be a really good game. But if I'm Absolutely. being honest, if I wasn't being biased because of that, I might pick Iowa because it's so hard to play up there at Kinnick Stadium, especially with the with the hospital that like wave thing they do is so yeah. cool. But uh, no, I, I want game day in Fayetteville, so give me Indiana. <laughs> uh, next up. Louisiana Lafayette heading into Austin, <laughs> Austin, <laughs> to take on the 21st ranked Texas Longhorns, who were starting a redshirt freshman Hudson Card at QB in his first start. Who you got in this one? Uh, just give me Texas. I think that's going to be my safest bet uh, so far. <laughs> Your safest bet? You're going to go with Texas? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go with Texas as well, also. For the game day reason, they need to beat Lafayette in order for us to have a shot. So, yeah, I'm going to go with Texas. But if I'm being completely honest, I think Louisiana can go in there and beat them. That's a very they can very much go in there and beat them with the amount of talent they have coming back and a brand new head coach for Texas. It could happen. It could mm-hmm. happen. But um, no, no, <laughs> I want game day. Like I said, give me Fair Texas. Uh, and then the biggest game of the whole weekend, dare I say. Is already we already have a game of the year possibly in the very first weekend. Number five Georgia, number three Clemson, top five matchup week one. Game's gonna be in uh, Charlotte, North Carolina. Who wins? Um, mm, this is tough. It's gonna be interesting to see. Georgia's always got a really good defense. And one thing that uh, DJ <laughs> struggled with <laughs> um, when Trevor Lawrence was out last season uh, at Clemson was pressure. In the Notre Dame game, we flooded the pocket, and he would get out and he would make mistakes. Overtime, that's how we won the game. Got him to get outside the pocket, speared him on fourth and fifteen. Yeah, I mean, in that situation, you got to stay in the pocket and yeah. hang in there and make a good throw. You can't be trying to get outside and run. Otherwise, um, you're gonna miss an open receiver. Down yeah, the um, especially on fourth and fifteen or whatever that was. I mean, you're in a terrible spot to be trying to run for the first down. Yeah. 
Um, so his decision-making has got to be better. But he's had a whole offseason to get ready. I'm going to go Clemson right here. Clemson. All right. Clemson getting it done. I am going to go with Georgia to get it done. Again, I think this is the year for Kirby Smart. I'm really high on Georgia. So, All in. Yeah. So, JJ, you better be hyped. What? You better be hyped listening to this. Uh, so, I'm going to go. I'm going to go with Georgia. I think it'll be a really, really exciting game. For sure. I think it'll be really exciting. So, yeah, give me Georgia. And that is going to end our college football season preview. A lot of exciting things coming for college football, obviously, especially, you know, with the realignment soon, maybe a 12-team playoff, although I've heard that has lost a little luster. But, you know, we can still hope for it. But this season should still be an exciting one. I'm just ready. I'm ready for the Saturday. So am I. So next week, like I said, we will be doing our NFL season preview, which will be kind of similar to this, but obviously some differences in uh, some of the some of the talk. And like I said, most likely, barring you know us not being able to get him in, we're gonna most likely have Grant McNew joining us here. So uh, that'll be next week's episode, and then the week after that, we'll probably kind of be talking about the big news that's happened in football the first yeah. few weeks, and then make. Some more of our picks. Remember, comment either on our Twitter or Instagram some some forfeit ideas for the picks. But uh, that'll be it for the episode. Austin Hill and Austin Waiter signing off.